a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector and also a wealthy man, was seeking to see who Jesus was. But he could not see him because of the crowd, for he was short in stature. I love this gospel passage of Zacchaeus. And I love, in a particular way, how these two descriptions of Zacchaeus are put together. On one hand, he is a wealthy tax collector. And on the other hand, he's short. I don't think it's coincidence that both of these details are a part of Zacchaeus. Because let's remember again what it means to be a tax collector. It means to be a Jew willing to overtax your fellow Jews in order to support the oppressive Roman government. You were hated if you were a tax collector. Why in the world would someone be a tax collector? I think, again, this is my inference and not necessarily what the scripture says exactly. I think his being short had a lot to do with it. After all, if everyone sees me as insignificant, how can I get some significance? I know what I'll do. I might not be well-liked, but at least people will know who I am. I might not be very well-liked, but at least I'll have power because I'll have money. Right? This contrast of, I feel deficient over here, I feel less than over here, So over here, I'm going to overcompensate in order to show that I do have value. I am enough. Isn't this something that we all kind of do in one way or another? This probably starts for most of us at a pretty early age. I'm the youngest of five, and all four of my older siblings were very successful academically, professionally, and otherwise. And so I felt a pressure on myself to be enough to be worthy of the name, right? So out of this place of insecurity, I manifested actually really good qualities. I was an excellent student, like really one of the best students. I was always gonna be towards the top of the class. Again, a good desire to work hard and to study hard, but it was coming out of a place of insecurity and at least in my place, in my case, Likewise, athletically, I wanted to be able to prove myself that I would be one of the better members of the team. So again, I could prove I'm enough. These are actually not bad things to be good in school, to be good in sports. And then as you get older, it can become a little bit more subtle and it becomes basically ingratiating ourselves or in my case, ingratiating myself to people so that I'm well liked. Because if I'm liked, that means I'm doing things well and that I'm enough. At the end of the day, all of us have a hole in our heart. We have, in truth, insufficiency. The problem is is when we start grasping onto everything else to fill this hole except for the one thing that will actually fill the hole. Maybe it's like Zacchaeus and it's a little bit maybe on the immoral side, what we're trying to fill ourselves with. Maybe we're overindulging in food 
or in drinking or in smoking or in gambling. Maybe we're not quite as honest as we could be in the workplace, not necessarily submitting all of the details so that we can kind of get by. Or maybe they are good things, but we're, again, doing it out of order. Maybe we're grasping onto the modern pacifier that is our cell phones or our screens and numbing ourselves with the next thing, the next flick. Or we're binging on those shows that, again, in moderation, might not be such a bad thing but we overindulge it. Maybe it's something positively bad like pornography online. Maybe, again, maybe we're not latching onto something bad, but we're trying to fill a place in our heart that can't be filled with another human creature. This is the hard part. We can actually put our family and our friends in this category. These relationships are good. They are a gift but they are not God. And they will not ever fill that sense of not being enough. There is only one thing, there is only one person who can fill that place in our heart. Only one person who can speak the truth, with me, you are more than enough. And His name is Jesus Christ. His name is Jesus Christ. I love this detail in the Gospel. Zacchaeus, he's short, right? And he decides to climb a tree. Talk about a vulnerable thing. You're so short, you had to climb a tree in order to see Jesus. He had to humble himself. He had to expose this area of insecurity in order to see Jesus. But as always, we think that we're pursuing Jesus. He thinks he's pursuing Jesus, but in reality, Jesus is pursuing him. All Jesus needs from him, all Jesus needs for us, is to have that little degree of vulnerability. Tell me where it hurts. It's like going to the doctor. Going to the doctor is an act of, act of humility. We say, I don't have it all together. There's something I'm experiencing, a problem in my health that I can't figure out and I can't solve by myself. That's humility. And then it's even more humbling still when you go to the doctor and you share, here are my symptoms. Here's where I've fallen short. Here's where I can't figure it out. Can you please help me? Jesus is so pleased with this disposition. He wants so badly to heal us, but very often we don't humble ourselves. We're not vulnerable. We don't share where it hurts. And we just go on pretending as though everything's okay, filling ourselves with those other idols, making us, trying to make ourselves feel like we're enough, that we're not failures. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. We as Catholics have a very privileged place where we are vulnerable, where we show our weakness, where we go to the divine position, and that is the sacrament of confession. Of course, yes, we can bring our areas of vulnerability and we are called to throughout our day. We bring those back to Jesus. But there's something so good and so humbling and so vulnerable about coming to someone who represents Jesus, sharing where it hurts and receiving through that messenger Jesus' love and His mercy. Do we have the courage to admit 
that we have a hole in our heart and that we've tried to fill it with everything except for God? Do we have the courage? Do we have the vulnerability to say, I need help? This is a very good posture to be in. When people come to me in confession more and more, I see less and less of their sin. And oh my, they, didn't, they broke this rule and they broke that rule. I see less and less of that. And more and more I feel in my heart, here is a son or daughter of God who doesn't even, who hasn't realized how loved they are. We're not here to go through all of the ways that you've messed up. We are here so that you can realize that you are loved, you are delighted in, even and especially in the areas where you don't like yourself. This is a dramatic shift of mentality. We're not here to beat ourselves up. We're here to expose where we are hurting so that we can realize Jesus loves us even there. I'd like to read a a line from the first reading that we heard today. This is gold. You, speaking of God, you spare all things because they are yours, O Lord and lover of souls. How amazing would it be if we went to prayer, we came to church on Sundays and throughout the week, and we came to confession not thinking, I have to do this, I have to check the box. What if we shifted into a mentality of, the Lord loves me so much, why would I possibly deny myself the opportunity to be loved by Him? Why would I miss this opportunity to climb my own little sycamore tree, to recognize that I need help, that I hurt, that I'm not self-sufficient, that I'm not enough by myself? Why would I miss that opportunity? Because at the end of the day, we all want to be known and loved. We all want to be known and loved. And that's what Jesus wants to give us, and then some. But very often we don't show up to our times of prayer every day. We don't show up to Sunday Mass. We don't show up to receive Jesus' mercy and confession. And we are the worse for it. We are the worse for it. Because the more we distance ourselves from Jesus' presence in these things, the more we buy into the lie, you're not enough. Try this. Try that. Fix that. Fix this. Figure it out. That's not the voice of the Lord. It's not the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord says, you are mine. I've called you. I delight in you as you are. I love you even where you don't love yourself. This is the voice of the good shepherd. Jesus, you love us. You are the lover of our souls. Jesus, give us the courage to humble ourselves, to be vulnerable, to cry out, I need a Savior. I need you, Jesus. Jesus, we renounce and we repent of all of the idols that we have filled our heart with, trying to find sense of being enough and being sufficient by our own power. We repent of our self-reliance. And Jesus, we invite you, we give you permission as you come to us in this Eucharist, we give you permission to come into our house all of the areas of our house that are not in order, that are not clean, that we find shameful, that we find embarrassing. Jesus, we invite you into our homes, the homes of our hearts and our minds. Jesus, please come and inhabit our home. Let us receive you as, with joy as Zacchaeus received you with joy and help us to make 
amends for all of the ways we have failed to live for others and we have lived for ourselves. Jesus, we repent. Jesus, thank you for being the lover of our souls. Amen.